the one and one. In and out, no good. Edie the rebound. 13 seconds left. Here comes Jaden Ivey racing up the floor for three, and the tie, it's good. And we're tied with 8.9 to play. Here comes Chucky, a chance for the title. Six seconds left. Hepburn left side with three, with two. Hepburn good! trying to do <laughs> time was in at a bit first and all the sports writers that had the badges anywhere from 7th to 12th in the big 10 we reign supreme yeah, now all they are is a win on Sunday away or an Illinois loss the last two games from a outright Big Ten championship. Yep, unbelievable. So the Badgers are indeed Big Ten champions, a share of it right now. Hey, hey Rowdy, no, Nebraska. Let Nebraska get hot. Nebraska won again last night. Unbelievable. Is that a two-game winning streak That's for Nebraska? That's a two-game winning streak for Nebraska. I mean, two games ago, they put up 90-plus and one. Yeah, I guess Penn and State, now, right? last night, they beat Ohio State, who's obviously a team ranked in the top 25, it, on the road. Yeah, in Ohio, in Columbus. Nebraska, who comes to the Kohl Center on Sunday, if the Badgers do indeed beat the Cornhuskers, who are bottom feeders of the... Are they still? Yeah, bottom feeders of the Big Ten. Minnesota's only got one more win than them. They, then the Badgers, outright Big Ten champions. Wow. Right now it's just a share, but still, if the Badgers get it done on Sunday, Rowdy, it'll be the first conference title outright since 2015 when they went on to reach the NCAA tournament championship game. It's kind of shades of what we were talking about yesterday with this Badger team compared to that championship run or the two final four runs uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh my God. Absolutely nuts. And Johnny Davis after the game, I don't know if you, I didn't hear it just because I wasn't listening to the radio. I was by then in bed, like rifling off some tweets. Did you hear what Johnny Davis had to say about Chucky Hepburn's winner? See, I just saw the tweets because normally, normally after the games get over, they have like a little bit of a post game wrap up. Yeah. I went right to the other stupid game. That went as quick as possible. To the Arizona USC game. I couldn't even see the handshake line. I want to see if Greg Gard was going to assault <laughs> assault Matt Painter or not. Instead, they got cut right to the next game. Uh, apparently stormed the court there at the Cole Center. Feel free, have at it. What do I care? <laughs> they couldn't cut away fast enough. No. Well, you know, the mass mandate still in place at the Cole Center. We, God forbid we let everyone have fun and celebrate despite, you know, the mandate being over. Uh, Johnny Davis on Chucky Hepburn's winner, though. And I quote. This is from Johnny Davis, and I quote, I'm not going to lie, that was some bullish, but it went in. Well, Johnny Davis, just a couple seconds before Chucky Hepburn did that, I would say yours was a little bullish, too. Because <laughs> Johnny, which was more of a circus shot, Rowdy, Johnny Davis's or Chucky Hepburn's? It has to be Johnny Davis's, right? He was, like, <sighs> falling, like, forward into the defender. So Johnny Davis was going forward, letting it go when it looked like... At first, he wanted the shot. Then he didn't want the shot. Then he's like, I got to go up with the shot. I was like, what are you doing? But Chucky Hepburns was a step back, falling away at the buzzer with a guy on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Johnny Davis was like falling down. You know what? I'm pass. giving it to Chucky Hepburn. That was a game winner. All right. That's the more circus shot. I like it. We'll, and we'll take it was it. a three. Oh, yeah, because Johnny Davis was a two. Good, good. His foot was on the line. A little Cole Center Johnny Davis magic. Uh, Robbie Hummel on the broadcast, that guy stinks. But I'm, he's, a, he's not bad unless you get him on a Purdue game. He's kind of like yeah, the, in my oh, opinion, good. he's kind of like an Aikman. Aikman's not bad unless it's like Cowboys, Cowboys Packers. Yeah, Robbie Hummel. Anyways. But yes, he had some tough calls, especially when it came to some of those quote-unquote blocking, char- blocking fouls where they were clear charges. I don't know if the referees immediately forgot how to call a charge correctly or not, but what we saw... Uh, what was it? Brad Davison and was it a Chucky Hepburn one? What was the other one? There's the one two of where Jaden Ivey swiped through with an elbow and, just, and, and basically forearm shivered. That was Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan Davis. And the other one was uh, 
Brad Davison, right? Am I, am I just Brad Davison, Jordan Davis, and I think the who was the third one? There's another one. Was it? Was it? It was either Hepburn? It was either whatever it was. It sucked. <laughs> I mean, tomato, tomato, right? I mean, those are just tiny little things to bitch about when the Badgers won the Big Ten. Yeah, but, but those referees are yeah those learn about charges. At least two out of those three blocking charges were clearly. Clearly blocking charges. charges. Clearly charges, not blocking fouls. But, hey, at the end of the day, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers found a way to get it done. Yeah, but Robbie Hummel's like, yeah, that was a clear uh, charge. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, oh, oh. He well, actually went across his face. Yeah, he through swiped him. through, and he hit, he indirectly hit him. Okay. Uh, all right, Robbie. But dude, or what about what about on the broadcast, just because we're going to bitch about some bitch of the calls? Bit. Let's bitch a bit. Yeah, they won. Yeah, they Three won. terrible blocking calls, and let's not forget, clearly on the broadcast, Robbie Hummel and the other commentator said that is the definition of a hook yeah, and hold. The hook they and hold. went and reviewed it and said, no, common foul. And I did see a lot of tweets saying that's 100% a hook and hold if Brad Davison did it. Oh, my God, no doubt. I mean, uh, Rowdy, we all saw the hook and we all saw the hold. That was why the rules put in the place for hook and hold. I- Robbie I also Hummel. love, though, that the, the guy that did it, I don't remember exactly what player it was, he was, like, in shock that he, it was a foul. Yeah. Oh, my God, I know. Uh, who the hell was it? Was it uh, whatever it was? Uh, he was in shock. It's like, dude, you totally hooked and hold the guy, but the rest bails you out. How about this for Purdue? I was pretty nervous when the game started. Stefanovic was out there absolutely bawling. He had 11 points immediately, 3 of 7 from beyond the arc. Uh, well, he was hitting three-pointers right away. And I'm thinking to myself, this dude can't miss. This Stevanovich is hitting from everywhere. And then what happened, Rowdy? He got gouged in the eye, and then a little later he dislocated his finger. Uh, thank you, sports gods, because you can never control injury. I don't ever want to root for injury. But thank you, sports gods, for kind of uh, cooling this guy down with your inadvertent eye gouging, I guess, finger dislocation. He was going to be a problem for a while. Jaden Ivey did not look like that lottery pick we were talking about until the second half. Jaden Ivey came on big time for the Boilermakers in the second half. And yeah. so did Edie. Yeah, and even in that game, they were talking about how he just looked in between on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, did he want to shoot a floater? Should that have been a jump shot? Was he going to pass the ball? Should he have shot it? He didn't look confident when he was playing in that first half. Jaden Ivey, that is. Yeah. But yeah, the second half, he knew what he had to do. He had to get to the rim. He had to shoot threes. And fortunately for the Badgers... Jaden Ivey just three for nine from the line last night. Yeah, uh, Jaden Ivey hitting some big shots, but free throw wise for Purdue, uh, that was a tough scene for them. Damn, they shot eleven out of twenty. Tough Badgers though when it counted ninety one point seven percent. Well, I, I suppose when I say when it counted, Brad Davison missing those to leave the door open for Purdue was pretty. Like we can talk about Jaden Ivey not having a good game when he goes three for nine from the line. Or the fact that Purdue out rebounded Wisconsin. They shot eight more free throws than Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin had a, one more foul than Purdue. Yeah. But if you're going to talk about all the ways that maybe Purdue should have had a shot at winning that game, how about we also talk about, for Wisconsin's point of view, Brad Davison, Oof. Johnny Davis, Oof. those guys didn't come out shooting the ball well. They did not. I mean, they were they, all over Johnny Davis, but if you're an NBA lottery pick like that, you should be able to break free. But they both came on and made shots down the stretch Big when they time. needed to. Like Brad Davison, I was like, dude, there was that stretch rowdy in the second half, like what, there was probably like seven, ten to seven minutes left, where Brad Davison went was just chunking up brick after brick after brick. Steven Crowell had a lot of open shots that didn't fall. I, I would say overall, both teams didn't play their best game. But the Badgers were still the team that found a way to win. Yeah, the Badgers never quit. And now that's 15-1 and one in, in close games. 15-1 and one and six points or fewer for the Wisconsin Badgers. This team, uh, they make it nervous every game. They make you bite your fingernails down all the way to your first knuckle. But my God, they find ways to get it done. The bank can be open after 5 p.m. That is totally fine. I love how people like that weren't Wisconsin fans were trying to like talk smack about Wisconsin for banking three-pointers in. Doesn't matter how the ball went in, like they won the game. And then you got some people like I won't name any names like Paulie from Marinette, who just always have these what if scenarios or these well if this were to happen they would have lost. So if this would happen they would have lost. Dude, and dudettes out there, get it through your thick skulls. The Wisconsin Badger basketball team is good. You don't you don't win the Big Ten by luck. You have to be a good team. You don't go fifteen and one in games decided by six point or fewer by luck. I could see a, a handful of tops maybe of games for luck. 
15 and 1, you are good. Rowdy, their resume is good. They could be a one seed. That means you are what? Good. good. Well, even even we some of the things we've talked about with this team where they haven't necessarily been good, it's the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Every single guy that came off the bench, Ben Carlson, Chris Vogt, Jordan Davis, Jacoby Neath, they all gave good minutes. Big time. Now the numbers I'm might a ben not Carlson, have, dude. Yeah, the numbers may not have been there. I mean, they combined for just what, seven points. They had just oof, eleven rebounds, but that's still way that's, better yeah. than what they had. There's been games where they scored one point off the bench. There's been games where there's only been three points scored off the bench. Ben Carlson had a huge couple minutes. He came in, he snagged a couple rebounds, he had a big time shot uh to shift momentum. Like Ben Carlson had a Besides missing that three-pointer, he had a great game for seven minutes. Well, same thing with Chris Vogt. 16 minutes. Guy only shot it one time. Had two points, four rebounds, and two assists. But he gave a lot of good minutes where he was playing really good defense. Not only good defense on Edie, but good help defense down low. Dude, how about Edie Lurch? This guy, man. uh, Robbie Hummel, not to get back to him, but again, he's like, there was one point where I messaged you and our guy Fuller. Where he's like, oh, Edie somehow pinballs it in. I'm like, what do you mean somehow? The dude has got the wingspan of a pterodactyl. Everyone else out there has got tiny little arms compared to him. He's just standing there like a freak show putting his arms up. Like, yeah, that's why mean? I made the joke when they, when he missed one of those little bunnies. And <laughs> yeah, how do you short arm one? Yeah, he's like, oh, it looks like Edie just short armed that one. And I didn't know a guy that was 7'4 with a wingspan <laughs> that's almost 8 feet can short arm anything. <laughs> Zach Edie, I mean this dude. I don't know why they just don't. I guess three seconds exist. Why they just he just doesn't stand. They just lob it to him every play. Just oh, bloop, bloop, how bloop. about the other one where he kept he kept he missed a lot of uh, shots close in. How many times have you just seen him where he basically goes up and just dunks it? Yeah, like that <laughs> one inbounds place was like. Bloop. If I was painter, I'd be like, if you are anywhere close to being able to dunk it, just dunk it. Yeah, especially after a performance where you shoot the basketball. And missed quite a few little bunnies that you probably shouldn't. Like, what's the tallest guy in Wisconsin? 6'10", 6'11"? I think Crowell's technically 7'0". Seven 7'0", foot. Seven foot, Edie's 7'4"? Yes, Edie, Edie dwarfs him. What? Just sit there by the rim, and if I'm Matt Pater, here's my play. Edie's going to stand by the rim, you throw him the ball, and he'll just put it in. <laughs> or like, see, I, I did say earlier that Stephen Crowell missed some open shots, especially from behind the arc, but he still played solid defense on Edie. He didn't give Edie anything easy. Nothing came easy for Edie or Williams down low. And Williams, Travion Williams, he was struggling with a little bit more contact from Crowell and Vote down low. Oh, big time. What a huge game. And I'll say MVP of the game for me. I mean, Chucky Hepburn was absolutely balling. Uh, he could share it, but I, I got to give it to Tyler Wall. Tyler Wall was absolutely incredible in that game. He had five steals. He was all. He was a monster. Now there was a couple open uh, missed open layups. That Wall was one of them, and Purdue a couple of them, same as the Badgers. But my God, Tyler Wall, his performance against the Purdue Boilermakers while Brad Davison was struggling and Johnny Davis was getting like wrapped up like a wet blanket all over him from Purdue. Tyler Wall stepped up in such a huge way. It was insane from the junior. How about Tyler Wall, Rowdy? Well, I think it's nice to see, and I think this will bode well for the Badgers tournament time, that when you talk about being successful, it's Johnny Davis, it's Tyler Wall, and it was Brad Davison for what? November, December, January? Yep. You know who's emerging in February? It's Chucky Hepburn. Dude, he he was his, on fire. His last month of basketball when Brad Davison has kind of fallen off, mm-hmm. he's been huge for that team. When did Purdue start to make that run in the second half? It was when Greg Gard took out Chucky Hepburn. Yep. They pl- in, they plugged him back in. Wisconsin held the lead. Obviously, he, he had a big play going down the stretch to win the game. Chucky Hepburn's been huge the last month. And going forward, if Brad Davison can just start to make it's some just, shots just, from the outside, just a little. it'll make the team even better. It, they, I guess you would say for right now, the Badgers have not had, in my opinion, one true game down the stretch here where all five of their starters have played well or up to their ability. Yeah. Like it'll be a night where Tyler wall plays well and Johnny Davis plays well. Yeah. Or Brad Davison goes off and Johnny Davis struggles from shooting. They haven't, they, I don't think they've put it all together, but that also 
talks to how good the team it is. speaks to the volumes of the Badgers being young and still finding ways to win. Yeah, I mean, that's just a sign of a good team. And also Greg Gard being a hell of a coach, man. Absolutely incredible scene at the Kohl Center last night. A lot of people were asking us, like, is it quiet at the Kohl Center? What? It sounded louder on my TV, especially at times. My brother was there, uh, Thor Sanity, and he said it was absolutely rocking. So I think it was just the crowd mics for uh, the ESPN broadcast. But yeah, I mean, it sounded okay in my end. There was times, like maybe the start of the second half, it was quiet or Purdue was going on a little run, but you'll have that. But the Kohl Center was absolutely juiced. I saw dudes lining up the Rowdy to get in at 11 a.m. Jacoby Neath and some of the Badgers came out uh, you know, in the after, later afternoon and gave up pizza to all the students that were out there. So the Badgers were feeling it, man. The whiteout, incredible. You had uh, some celebrities in attendance. There was a storming of the court. I'm fine with it. Usually, like, the storming of the court, I'm like, why? I'm fine with it this year, dude. Like, you were picked 10th to finish 10th in the Big Ten. Highest was 7th, lowest was 12th. People that get paid money to tell you things, the sports writers, pick the Badgers to finish 10th. 10th. They are now number one. I'm not really nervous about the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Sunday at the Colson Rowdy. Don't let but, them get hot. But, but, they've now won two games in a row. Penn State and then on the road at Ohio. Ohio State, Columbus. I think the only night. way that Wisconsin loses that game is if they totally overlook Nebraska. Yeah. But this team has continued to say... They don't do that. That um, they're not done yet. No, they are not done yet. And I, gotta, I was thinking about this. Watching that game, and there was some scuttlebutt yesterday some people were saying that the game last night wasn't a big deal like it was a big deal but it wasn't that crazy it wasn't like you know uh, no one expected him to be there that after watching it all unfold and then the scene afterwards and then waking up today i'd like got no sleep last night because so jacked up and i'm still jacked up but thinking about it rowdy was that one of the best games you've ever seen at the Cole center it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, isn't that that game was huge last night? Obviously, if you go off the top of your head, recency bias is always going to put it right for, there for sure. But from where the program was to end the season last year, with the tape coming out and all the controversy, you had a bunch of new guys coming in. What was going to happen with the step of you know Johnny Davis and you know Brad Davis is coming back and Grandpa you know get it together. What's going to be like for Chucky Hepburn to then where they are now is. Absolutely incredible. This story for the Wisconsin Badgers is not as quite movie-like as it was when they rattled off eight in a row to win the share of the Big Ten after Howard Moore and that tragic accident and, you know, the Kobe King fiasco and Micah Potter not playing for half the season and you throw in some other nonsense. For them to come back and win the share of the Big Ten, that was like a movie. And then it's a bad ending, right, because COVID happened. And it was, everything then was canceled. But Rowdy, this is the this is the movie with a good ending right now. That was a movie that it seemed like it was going in the right direction, and then they ended the movie, and you were confused why the movie ended. Yeah, you felt like there was still more. You're like, is there? A- there was still more to be told, but it's over. Yeah, you're watching the movie like, what did that just end? You know, you're watching the movie like it really just ended like that. Like what? That was the twenty. What was that? The 2019, 2020 season. This season, you get the sequel, or maybe it's the uh, the reboot. It's the reboot. It's a whole new cast. It's the whole new. It's a, yeah. It's a reboot, a whole new cast, and this time it's a happy ending. And they and they brought back that one actor from the first movie, aka yeah, Brad, Brad Davis. Davis. They needed one familiar face to bring back some uh, some old school fans. It's like, hey, we're rebooting it, and they're bringing back you know so and so, who's like the guy that played it in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, which is Brad Davis. A good point. And now you look at it, you get the happy ending, right? Not only is the mass mandate over yesterday. But there's a storming of the court when you win the Big Ten. I didn't see a dumbass mask in sight as everyone was arm to arm, loving on each other, loving the Badgers in a sea of humanity. God, I love this movie. And then my favorite part about last night after everything was over, you're going through Twitter, you're, you're getting messages, was Polly and Marinette saying, two lucky banks, yeah, two lucky, two lucky. Wisconsin won't win the Big Ten tournament. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who, cares? who cares at this point right now? They just won the Big Ten. And two, we'll see what happens in March. Well, it's because he's not a Badger fan. So well, I just it. thought it was hilarious. No, it totally is. I was I was just laughing last night. I turned my TV off, and I'm we're in the same you know Facebook DM with Paulie. And we love Paulie. He's a Bears fan, a Cubs fan, a Michigan fan. And he's like talking mad smack. It's like, dude, the Badgers just won the Big Ten. And all you can say is how they're a lucky team. They won the Big Ten. They're not going to win the Big Ten championship. Who cares? Dude, who cares about the Big Ten tournament? It, well, that's I mean, that's you do, exactly but you don't. Right. But. That's exactly right. They won the Big Ten regular season. As long as they have an okay showing in the Big yeah. Ten tournament, it's not going to affect their seeding. The people who care about the Big Ten tournament are those teams like uh, that are on the bubble or maybe want to try and like win an outright bid. Or not an outright bid, but a conference bid. I'm yeah, like, it's definitely the the bubble teams. Or if you're like someone a, who's dead, yeah, a team that's like a three or a two seed trying to get up to a one seed <laughs> yeah. line, and you go for it. But the Badgers just won the Big Ten regular season. That's a juggernaut. That's a Herculean task, and they got it done. Oh. Albeit complete cheese, this song gets me effing amped. Start your day kicking ass. Put a on Survivor. Fly the tiger, baby. And then if you want to really ramp it up, like Ben Kenny drinking a PBR with an espresso shot in it, what you then go and do after you put on Survivor's Eye of the Tiger, you start thinking a little bit about the Wisconsin Badgers, right? And you think what happened at the Cole Center last night. And you go find the clip of Matt LePay. Who's on the call? The voice of a legend. And you hit play on it just like this. In and out, no good. Eating the rebound. 13 seconds left. Here comes Jaden Ivey racing up the floor for three and the tie. It's good. And we're tied with 8.9 to play. Here comes Chucky. A chance for the title. Six seconds left. Hepburn left side with three, with two. Hepburn down. How you start a Wednesday so survivor song. That's how you do it. Rocky three when he comes back and beats uh, Mr. T, right? A pity the fool, Rowdy. Yeah, Clubber Lang. Yeah. And then they play it again in Rocky four. Now they got to come back on Sunday and beat Tommy Gunn, <laughs> Nebraska, in the worst movie. <laughs> Nebraska's totally Tommy Gunn. There's no doubt about it because he sucks. Ah! What do you think of that, Ben? What do you think of a survivor? I had to tell you, I know you're a Rocky guy. Doesn't that, get you, doesn't that get the juices flowing? What a call. That's an all-time call. And an all-time song. And an all-time reference from Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, indeed. Dude. Wow. I got chills. This song effing rules. I'm just imagining right now. Some people hate it. Yeah, Some losers. It. Commies. Losers. I'm thinking right now, Ben, I'm going to borrow a little Philadelphia here. I'm thinking right now, like the whole, no, 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 not the whole team. I'm thinking of Greg Gard. I got Greg Gard in those tiny little short shorts running alongside Apollo Creed on the beach. They hug each other's arms raised in the air. And then I got another scene of Greg Gard running up the steps, running up the steps in Philadelphia, Ben, right by the statue, just fist pumping. Then I got another scene, Rocky Four. I got Greg Gard on the mountaintops of Russia. Hey, there was those. Javon Howard! (laughs) (laughs) Alondo! Alondo! Big Ten! Coach of the Year! See, if we're we're stacking them in, in Rocky Balboa movies, Obviously, Purdue last night to win the Big Ten was Drago. That's the biggest one, right? Yeah, he did. Then he's got to come back, and he's got to beat Nebraska, who's Tommy Gunn. Yep. If you're talking about Alondo Tucker, who was so last year, that's like Rocky one where he beats Spider Rico, a nobody. What about Thunderlips? For him? That's probably like Kofi Coburn. Did they that, beat him, that, though? That, that game didn't go well. No, no, no. Thunderlips is obviously Hulk Hogan. But Thunderlips... 
Indiana comes back to be- see there there wasn't there wasn't really a winner in that fight. No, I'm gonna say Coburn just because he's big like uh, Hulk like Hogan, Hogan, and it kind of went it kind of backfired on Rocky. Okay, we got it figured out Wisconsin. though. Nebraska's Tommy Gunn. Yeah, that was well done. Nebraska's Rocky Five. Tommy Gunn. You guys, Nebraska's won two in a row. By the way, yeah, they beat Penn State, then they went on the road and beat Ohio State. I couldn't stop last thinking night. last night. I, if Wisconsin loses this game and beats Nebraska for a share of the title. <laughs> By the way, that last five minutes, that was probably the peak of my radio career. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done, I've done shows with Antonio Freeman and Mon Green. I was by side Brett Favre for his flag football game. I've, you know, I've been everywhere, man, like Johnny Cash. That right there, Survivor's Eye of the Tiger with the Badgers winning the Big Ten peak. Damn I just got to retire. I'm retiring. I'm done. Boys. It's yours. See ya. Have we stacked up Wisconsin Badger sports moments in the last 20 years and where that lands? I have not yet. We were talking yesterday like, or in a little bit this morning, like wh- where does that game rank for like all-time Cole Center games? That's got to be like the, all-time the one. Cole Center moments. Yeah. I would argue the biggest because of the stakes and the shot. And like, there's 7 to 12th anywhere for writers. You know, but when, it comes consensus. To, when it comes to Badger basketball, if we're now, if you're talking all-time moments, I feel like unless they win a national title, it's going to be hard to top 38-0. Well, yeah, being Kentucky. Uh, well, this is Cole. I'm talking Cole. Yeah, I would moments. say next to the final four runs, because you have Sam Decker shot against Arizona, next to those runs, it is right behind it. But in terms of Cole Center moments, I would argue it's the biggest. Ben Bruss half-court buzzer beater. To yeah, that was, it. that was good. Like, it tied the game. Yeah, it was good. It was it, great. It wasn't what was last night. But the stakes, the energy. And the, how the game unfolded. How the season unfolded. And how the final three possessions. Johnny oh. Davis bang three, circus shot, which he tried to do. Jaden Ivey, he's like, I'm a lottery pick too, dude. Don't forget about me. Drains it, NBA range. And then Chucky Hepburn's like, yo, I'm, it's my moment. It was that I'm getting Ivy, it done. That Ivy three was the Florida shot. Yeah. Like that went in and I just felt I, I know how this ends. I've seen this story end a million times. Yeah. Here we go again. Just incredible, man. And And shout out. I, Brad Davison got the ball on the inbound right after Ivy made the three passed it right to Chucky Hepburn. Yeah. It was like Chucky was feeling it last night more than anyone else from from out there. And Hup, dude. Okay. Chucky Hepburn. It should be like co-MVP. I lean Tyler wall though for that. Tyler wall for the whole game was just. A beast. He he's a six what six eight six nine scoring over Zach Eady. Friggin' man, I'm getting like choked up. I can't talk right now. Rowdy Tyler Wall, Tyler Wall, speak on that dude. I gotta collect myself quick. I'm thinking it's Survivor's Eye the Tiger and, and Rocky and well, I think Greg Gard run up the stairs. You know, John Howard. I think Tyler Wall has found who he is, especially in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's got incredible post moves once he. Gets the ball somewhat near the post. Um, it, it seems like half the time it looks like they got him kind of like stopped. They put a body on him. Yeah. And then he puts a move on and he's finding a way just to get enough of an angle to score a basket. He was he was awesome. And the bench, and this is something we talked about too. The bench is usually like, it's not like a punchline, but it's something that's like non-existent usually. The bench, albeit they're... Seven minutes from Ben Carlson, 16 from Chris Vogt, six from Jordan Davis, and 16 from Jacoby Neath. Every one of those minutes was pretty pretty clutch. Yeah, no one played a Not bad Not every minute. single one, but just about every minute was clutch off that bench. No one played a bad minute last night. And Greg Gard went to them early. Yeah. I, I think there were 15 minutes left in the first half. I was wondering, why is why is Ben Carlson coming the game and already? And he, he had huge minutes in the first half. minutes. I mean, you look at the combined stats on the bench. They had 11 rebounds between all of them. They didn't score much, but two assists. They were they were getting the scrappy rebounds, getting it back out. Mm-hmm. It was what a game! Oh, and they even said it on the broadcast. Chris Vote, he doesn't really show up much in the in the stat sheet, but he does a lot more, especially for that team with protecting the paint, getting tip outs, you know, setting picks that don't show up. Yeah, and, and he did a ton of that last night. That was the reason why him, Crowell, and Wall were so effective. Because they were able to play without fouling Edie. Like, obviously, they needed to follow him game one. Yeah, because 15 fouls. He, they were just so dominant. But, I mean, they got Travion Williams off the block, made him take jump shots or, like, turn what turnaround hooks. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing well. 
Edie for being a, such a big guy at seven four seven and four. almost three hundred pounds. Man, you push him a couple times and well, he's like a soft seven. He's like a soft three hundred pounds. He's yeah. I like I said this earlier. I'm saying it again. The broadcast last night. They're like Zach Edie, like late '80s, early '90s. He would have been a top ten pick. Could you imagine him? And Rowdy, you said this. Could you imagine going against Shaq? Mm. Shaq wasn't Forget as thick. about it. He wasn't as thick at LSU as he was when he was with the Lakers. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. Zach Eady would get eaten alive in the 90s NBA. And if we're living under a rock, Major League Baseball announced yesterday and the Players Association that they could not reach a new collective bargaining agreement. Therefore, for, uh, let's see, for the, a dispute for the first time in 27 years, I'm in these lockout talks, collapsed hours before the management's deadline of 4 p.m. Central Time. Rob Manford took to the podium like a true chucklehead and idiot that he is, smiling ear to ear, joking around. They are canceling the first two series uh, for each 30 teams. They're likely cutting it down to 156 games at most for 162. Um, But Manford also said there are no meetings scheduled between the two entities moving forward. And that's another, it's like PR 101 here. Look like you're upset about this. He's yeah. smiling, like, laughing, yes. practicing his golf swing. <laughs> it, this is this just guy? such a bad look. What are you going to You got to go up there. You got to look like you're a little bit down and say, well, you know, we didn't come to an agreement. Maybe you kind of talk like this. You Crocodile know, we're, tears. We're all upset. No, he's out there smiling, laughing. It's like yucking it up. This is a terrible look from just two years ago Kissing where hands, you said shaking babies. that the World Series trophy is, quote, just a piece of metal. We're going to yeah. go through all his egregious the atrocities. The trophy is just a piece of metal, yeah. Rowdy, this, th- I'm going to church it up for you guys. This is PG. I see the phone line's blowing up one second. This is PG for Rob Manfred. Here you go. Boo this man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Rob Manfred, I got five words for you. You loser. You just made the list. Shoe in. D-bag of the week winner. I guarantee it already. Faster than Jawan Howard won it last week. And Rob Manford, I guarantee you, you are going to the futile four when we have our ultimate D-bag bracket. Boo. Well, did you see some of the conspiracy theories that were uh, floating around out there that I wouldn't be surprised if they are true (laughs) with Major League Baseball and the media? What? Because you know how all of a sudden it seemed like right before the last day, well, we'll go back a little bit farther than that. The last week they actually started meeting every day. Crazy how, you know, you think you could have done that much earlier. Yeah. All of a sudden after being locked out for nearly 90 days, the last week or so they start meeting every day. Yeah. And then the ball starts rolling, it seems like, and they're, it seemed like with 24 hours to go, they might actually strike a deal. They were going to work 16, 18 hours here and get something done. And they were floating, the media floating about uh, how all of a sudden they're close to a deal. And here are some of the numbers that they are willing to give out. And then all of a sudden, those the last offer that MLB put out yesterday wasn't even close to some of the no. numbers that were supposedly out there before. Mm-hmm. I saw a few different people on Twitter putting out this idea that Basically, like the media ran cover for the owners and Rob Manfred and the commissioner to make it seem like they were very close to a deal so that when there was no deal that was struck, it painted the players in a bad light. Well, Well, they've already proven that with the NFL. Remember, Adam Schefter was running spoof spots, puff pieces for the owners. Yep. There's so yeah, Rowdy. We'll talk about that coming up. Basically, they they ran cover for him, saying how they were close, making the players look bad when they turned down the final offer. But if you go back and look at some of the offers that were supposedly there, they're nowhere near what the final offer was. Are you telling me right now, Rowdy, that people in the media are running cover in fluff pieces and not telling the exact truth for people that are in positions of power? Are that what you're? Are you sitting there? With a straight face telling me that media members are running fluff and cover for someone who is in a position of power. That's what I that's what I was hearing. But how big of a how big of, of a mistake is this for baseball? You look at where baseball used to be. I was being sarcastic. It, well, hundred <laughs> percent. You look at where baseball used to be. They used to be the sport. It was America's national pastime. It was number one. Now 
a lot of people like Corey earlier today said, Not yeah, they probably got passed by the NFL in that uh, 90 strike. Okay. Well, they were still a clear cut number two for a while, but they have just been fading the last <laughs> decade. They've been fading. And you look at the opportunities that they had the last two out of the last three seasons. One in the 2020 season. Remember the NBA quit playing the major league baseball had that opportunity to start playing, but then they pushed it all the way back to what was it? July. Yep. And they allowed the NBA to kind of get in there with their bubble at the same time. They could have been the only show in town while we were watching marble racing. (laughs) They could have been, they, they, they missed on that opportunity. And, and, we, and it, to clear the air, we watched Marble Racing once, and we said it's not for us. No, it's terrible. It's not for us. Never again. Nope, not for us. But they had that opportunity to get a bunch of eyes. They decided to have like a little pre-collective uh, bargaining spout two years early. Mm-hmm. They missed the boat. They missed then the boat. this year, same thing. They have finally their first season where there will be a full season of getting fans in. There's no masks for the most part. There's there's no attendance where mm-hmm. you had to cut off certain numbers and, and all this junk. They had an opportunity to get it done and to gain some of those eyes. We've already seen that some sports outside of the NFL are losing eyes. The NBA in the last two seasons have lost eyes. The Olympics were not even close for their ratings. The One, uh, one of the two sports, major sports, that gained eyes were the NFL and Major League Baseball, they had uh, no no eyes on them. None. They're not playing. The, and the, the eyes that are on it hate you. You're like you are you. You've turned your back on me. I'll turn my back on you. You're a bunch of losers. Oh, by the way, speaking of media members, Rowdy, that have run fluff pieces for people in position of power, Adam Schefter, earlier uh, later uh, 2021, middle 2021, uh, it came out that he was running fluff pieces and sending stuff to the NFL owners to try and job the players and to be on the owner's side. He's like, hey, is this report okay? Do you want me to word it this way for you? Do you want me to do this way for you? Anything to appease you, Mr. Owner. But it's just, it's maddening, especially if you're well, the precedent's a, already set. a Brewer fan or just a baseball fan in general to watch the game be run like it is currently when you have a major opportunity the last couple of years to jump back in to that number two sport, to try and make up some ground on the NFL which is looking to be quite impossible for almost every league currently. So um, I got a couple tweets. But you just keep continuing to lose ground. You now have some people saying that, man, hockey's even going up there for me. That that, that really wasn't a thing for the majority of the general public. Correct. Oh, right here. Our guy, uh, The Real Mix C. Great coffee. Mounds View Roasters. Good stuff in Mount Horeb. Go get it. But he says, I'm coming from a baseball guy. I am over baseball. It's gotten fat on being, quote, America's pastime. I think it's pathetic what they charge you to go to a game. It's obscene when they charge you to just enjoy a game at the ballpark, and it's become a boring product, and I'll take this year off then. Uh, football is for me now. And this is coming from a guy who's a big baseball guy. If you're a hardcore baseball fan, are you? have you soured on it? I mean, what, once it starts up again, I'll watch. Obviously, I love I love the Brewers. Well, I think there's one of two things here. The first, I think it'll put a little sour taste in everyone's mouth just because it looks so bad. But two, the only reason why I feel like a lot of uh, Brewers baseball fans will stick around, this is the only reason. It's because the Brewers are competitive. If this was like the Brewers of the 90s. Yeah, they'd say, no thanks. Who would care? Like, I who can would get, care? I can get drunk in other people's parking lots instead of Miller Parks. You know? You, can, you could sit in your buddy's driveway and have a bonfire and it would be more entertaining than the 90s Brewers. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about porta potties, or the cost of, <laughs> or the cost, the of, cost of a seat. Yeah, or the beer. What, what sucks about this, and we're going to talk more about it coming up. Uh, we'll do all the the travesties that Rob Manfred has committed in a short time of uh, Major League Baseball commissioner. How long can they let him go? Well, obviously he works for the owners, but how long can you let him be the howdy duty of MLB? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're going to hear from Rob Manfred. I'm going to play his press conference coming up. I wonder if, see, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I wonder if there's ever been a commissioner so bad. Not not necessarily, because it's, it's not that Rob Manfred has Rob been Manfred bad. Rob Manfred has a contract through 2024. For MLB owners. But I wonder if there's ever been a commissioner so bad where they're like, dude, just you're done. You're done. We're going to th- overthrow you. 
Rob Manfred uh, has a new de- uh, has signed a new deal that runs through 2024. Is my mind playing tricks on me, or is Major League Baseball indeed canceled? Oh, yeah, the first two series are. I'm looking at the schedule right now. It's got that terrible word in red, canceled. Oh, my God. All right, let's hear from well, the— What did they say? The first series potentially coming back is the weekend the Cubs, April 8th yeah, the Cubs through series. the 10th would be the first series. But here's the thing. They have no meeting scheduled between the two entities. So if you don't have anything on the books, I, I don't see how they're going to get any deals done if they're not going to meet. You know what I'm saying? The biggest crime, and we keep saying this, is the fans. Yeah, It's the fans, one, and I will even go and say it's the star players like Mike Trout that everyone wants to see play. It's some of these guys that are in their primes that have had now, it'll be two out of the last three seasons, shortened seasons, where <clears throat> some of these guys, like the Mike Trouts of the world, could be competing for Major League Baseball records. And we know that Major League yep. Baseball is a game that covets their records. Yep. Well, let's hear from the jackass himself. Here is Rob Manford on the podium after no new collective bargaining agreements. The calendar dictates that we're not going to be able to play the first two series of the regular season, and those games are officially canceled. We're prepared to continue negotiations. We've been informed that the MLBPA is headed back to New York, meaning that no agreement is possible until at least Thursday. As such, camps could not meaningfully operate until at least March 8th, leaving only 23 days before the scheduled opening day. The clubs and our owners fully understand just how important it is to our millions of fans that we get the game on the field as soon as possible. Do you? To that end, we want a bargain and we want an agreement with the Players Association as quickly as possible. Boo this man! Well, did you see what the... MLB loser. You see what the MLBPA was doing with some of the players or for some of the players, I guess I should say. I saw them in a uh, couple of pictures. No, they were actually starting to set up camps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Almost like spring training camps for players to go to. I think it was in, was it in Arizona? And they were looking into uh, places in Florida for basically guys to go and work out, almost get their spring training in by themselves at these players, players only camps. Well, at least well, but can they? Can they do it? I mean, I guess they can, right? They're not going well, yeah, to get, be paid it, or nothing. It's not like the players are employed. They're not going to get paid or anything. They're no, just, but it's just a way to get in and get some work in, which where, when you should have been doing it either in Florida or Arizona for spring training. Because I guess, remember last um, 2020 when they had quote-unquote summer camp, the yeah. dumbest crap I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they had the alternate site, which was the one... 30 roughly guys of spring training or of minor leagues that got to go fiddle around in Appleton. Was it? Yes. It was pointless. We saw Eric Lauer, a guy that pitched extremely well in 2019 for the Padres as a ex- really young guy. And then really well last season for the Brewers. Awful. He had, he had someone around him test positive for COVID. So he had to stay away. Then he got COVID had to stay away. Then he was it something was with his arm for a second? Or yeah, it was like, there, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, he needs to kind of shut down because they haven't had the right spring training. This is now two out of the last three years that you're going to mess with these guys' routines. Yep. Well, Rowdy, the Major League Baseball Players Association, they penned a letter after Rob Manfred canceled stuff. I want to read a little bit of it here for you. Here we go. <clears throat> Rob Manfred and MLB's owners have canceled the start of the season. Players and fans around the world who love baseball are disgusted, but sadly... Not surprised. From the beginning of these negotiations, players' objectives have been consistent to promote competition, provide fair competition for young players, and to uphold the integrity of our market system. Against the backdrop of growing revenues and record profits, we are seeking nothing more than a fair agreement. What Rob Manfred categorized as a defensive lockout is, in fact, the culmination of decades-long attempt by owners to break our players' fraternity. As in the past... This effort will fail. We are united and committed to negotiating a fair deal that will improve the sport for players, fans, and everyone who loves our game. Signed, the Major League Baseball Players Association. Let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? 
Mr. Evil and gentlemen, this is Friar Tuck. How are you guys? Friar Tuck, believe it or not, and I, I'm no BS, I was thinking about you earlier this week. I'm like, I wonder what my man Friar Tuck's up to. I haven't heard from him in a while. How you doing, brother? Good, good. First of all, congratulations to the Badgers. Second, I go to you for every sports question I have. Well, well I appreciate now, with that. The sh- with the short season, are TV revenues and radio broadcasting revenues being adjusted? Or are you getting, uh, are they taking that away for you get the full boat if you would have done a full schedule? So, like, f- since we carry the Brewers, since, yeah. I mean, we have sponsors that want to air during Brewer games, right? Well, right. we, since we're not airing it, we don't get the money. Therefore, it's affected us as well. Like, it affects, right. it affects people that with these deals. So, yes, I mean, we are affected by it. Yeah, I was just wondering because that uh, you know wasn't enough money enough money for the you know, owners. I mean, most of them get their stadiums paid for and everything. When do you look yourself in the eye and say, you know, what do you say, forty three billion in five years or something? You know, is yep. that enough yep. money? Yep. Friar Tuck, I think it's like the government. Every day you give them a little bit, they're going to want more the next day. I don't think they ever want less. You know. Oh, they never do. They don't know how to tell the truth anymore. Yeah, about and, and and that goes for all you know entities like this. I mean, you, oh, you, you give them a little bit one day, the next day they want more. Yep. Well, thank you. You guys keep up the good work. I appreciate your show. And, fr- you. and Friar, we love you, man. And uh, a good good season for the Raiders upcoming, hopefully, my man. Oh, you bet. I hope. <laughs> See you, buddy. Don't have that much longer to go. See you later. <laughs> See Bye-bye. Our resident Raiders fan, Friar Tuck. Good stuff. Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM. At the NFL Combine, the Combine started yesterday. It goes until uh, the 7th. Uh, G- Brian Gutekunst was on the podium. And believe it or not, I, I know you guys are all sitting down, but people listening, uh, I hope you're sitting down for this shock. He was asked many times about the status of Aaron Rodgers. Isn't that, isn't that crazy, Rowdy? Riveting, groundbreaking stuff. He was asked what was going on with Aaron Rodgers. I'm actually surprised they asked him so many questions about Aaron Rodgers and not Kurt Benkert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, or, or, well, there was one Jordan Love. Mm. Nothing on Kurt Benkert, though. Uh, let's see here. On Aaron Rodgers. Are, is there any news on the decision for Rodgers and if he'll be back or not? Take a listen. Yeah, there's no, no new updates. Oh, um, oh. But I do think, um, you know, specifically with Aaron, I think he's got a, a very, um, you know, uh, tough process that he goes through to get himself ready to play every season. He's yeah, calls enemas. a big commitment. And, um, Therapeutic vomiting. You know, he's done that for a long time, and um, it certainly shows in the results. And I think he feels he needs to do that to, 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 you know, to play the way at the level he plays at. And um, so I know that that weighs on him, but I think he's going through that now. Could you imagine being like an older fella, like a, like an old school football guy? And you inherit this team, like maybe you come in and uh, maybe live under a rock a little bit. You know, the older guy, don't really do social media. And you meet this guy named Aaron Rodgers. He's got this long hippie looking hair. And Brian Gutekunst is filling you in. He's like, yeah, he's doing his offseason regimen. Oh, what's that? Little 12-ounce curls puffing some cigarettes. No, he's uh, doing therapeutic vomiting and uh, enemas for 12 days. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine being an old school football guy? Hearing that? This guy's doing what? Yeah, he's uh, he's barfing and just crapping everywhere. Thera- therapy. Oh. So Gutekunst also asked... Uh, I actually think a guy that's been around the NFL for a long time would probably understand it. My reason being, he's been around a long time. He's been around a lot of different cats. And I've a seen, lot of different people got a lot of different ticks. And I've seen some things. Oh, th- oh, therapeutic vomiting. Huh. I just, huh. And then his response will be, I hope he's just ready to play on Sundays. <laughs> well, Goody says he's got an extensive offseason regimen that gets him, you know, to his abilities, Rowdy. So if Roger's doing all those enemas and vomiting and whatever else he's doing leads to another MVP with the Packers, my God, someone help him insert it. Get those enemas going, baby. Well, did you hear that? Uh, Shailene, we're looking at you. Brian Gutekunst also says that uh, not receiving any um, any trade offers for Aaron Rodgers. Do you believe him? No, absolutely not. Yeah, neither All we heard for the last year is potential trades with what? Denver, San Francisco, a few other teams to be rumored on interested. You got to believe at least, at least one team picked up the phone and said, What's it going to take? Well, I just saw a report this morning that the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. They, honestly, they'd be dumb if they didn't pick up the phone. Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos came and say they're going to be very aggressive in their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like a trade talk to me, right? Well, okay. If we know that in the NFL that 
the most coveted position that means the most to your team is quarterback. And if you have a good one, it can put you in the Super Bowl run pretty much every single year. Now, I don't think Denver's got a good one. What number would you rank Aaron Rodgers currently in the NFL for best quarterback? One or two. Tom Brady did just retire. <laughs> All right. So, so you have the, the Rob, the Rob stands can't just name Brady. Cause he's, you know, he's been really great for yeah. 20 plus years. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers. He's coming off of back-to-back MVPs. He's now a four-time MVP. Yep. It has to be Aaron Rodgers. That means, in theory, there's going to be nearly every team that would be interested in saying, hey, what's it going to take to get him on our team? We need to upgrade our quarterback position. Exactly. Now, I get it. Teams like the Bengals aren't going to call. Team like the, you know, the Chargers, who think they have their future at quarterback, aren't going to call. But everyone else that is questioning their quarterback – Maybe even just a little bit, like a maybe like a franchise down in Texas called the Dallas Cowboys, because <laughs> it seems like they still don't hundred percent believe in Dak Prescott. You have to imagine that they're at least thinking, what would it take? Yeah, totally. Well, how about this, Rogers? So I don't believe that at all. Report has come out. Also, Ian Rappaport, uh, Adam Schefter stinks. We're Rappaport guys. Only way I could believe that is if Brian Gutekunst has it set in his brain, saying, "Hey." Uh, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. He's under contract for us. We still believe that we're going to work out a contract here. Our phone's off the hook. Yeah. So obviously they haven't received it's any pound calls. Sand. Yeah. The, the phone is off the hook. Uh, Goody also talking about. Is that a thing still? Phone being off the I hook? I don't think so. Hey, Ben. Do you know what be, the phone being off the hook means? Yeah, it doesn't work. Like, do you do you understand what it means, though? I, I understand what the saying means. Because if it's if it's off then it's busy. Like, did you ever, when you, yes. Well, in my, did you have a landline? We had a landline, but it was a portable, you know, you, you could take it off of the thing and walk yeah, around. Well, you it. could turn the, turn it on. So it's just the dial tone. There were, therefore no one could like call in. No. Cause, cause that's like off the hook. Mm. It's, it's old school. It's old school vernacular, man. All right. So the Packers, uh, <laughs> I still remember a green phone with a cord. Oh yeah. I had a, I had a tan one with a cord. I mean, um, the phones we have in here are from the 1960s. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you were to take this phone. Hey, that's 70s to you. If you were to take this phone, Ben, and leave it like this, this is off the this is off the hook. <laughs> so now no one can call in. Ah. That's off the hook. And now it's on the hook. Uh, on the hook, though, possibly Rodgers wanted to be the highest paid player in the league. Brian Gutekunst was asked about that and how the the process is going with Rodgers and uh, maybe a contract. Yeah, it's part of the process. You know, it's, uh, and I know, you know, Russ obviously uh, does a good job, and he's kind of prepared for kind of any which way we might go. Real short and sweet with those answers. You know that they had this all, you know, battle-tested, battle and they knew, hey, this is our plan if Aaron doesn't come back. You had to war game that out because if yes. you didn't, you'd be caught with your pants down. Brian Gutekunst is like a carpenter, Rowdy. He's one step ahead. It, you don't become a franchise like the Green Bay Packers, which has been one of the better franchises basically, what, since the 50s and 60s? Mm-hmm. You don't become one of those franchises by hiring guys in the front office that don't have multiple pa- plans already wargamed out. For if this happens, we do this. This part down the road, if this happens and we go down this road, we're going to do this. This has been wargamed out for totally. a long time, uh, at co- least since the season. A couple more really quick from Gutekunst on the podium yesterday at the NFL Combine at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, he was asked, uh, what was Rodgers' reaction to fans on social media being critical that he was demanding to be the highest paid player? Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't spoken to him about the uh, social media stuff. I don't know if I would, you know, unless it affected our football team, which it doesn't. So, um, no, I haven't spoken to him. Oh, uh, Brian, have you asked what Rodgers' cleanse involves? Have you done an enema? Uh, no. Now I will say this: After talking about wargaming and having plans every which way, depending on what would happen, I do believe one person in the Packers front office just operates by the seat of his pants. That's Mark, Mark Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, he's an idiot. Howdy doody looking ass. That one I wouldn't be surprised. Alfred E. Newman. Uh, Goody also asked: uh, Is Rogers dragging on his decision affecting their ability to get a deal done with Devontae Adams? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'd like to know as soon as we can, just because I think it helps for planning and moving forward. Uh, but those two situations are completely different. I mean, they're two different players and two different situations, both great in their own right. Um, and we were lucky to have them, and we'll, you know, hopefully, be able to have them both moving forward. But they're separate. 
And then one more uh, really quick. He was asked, uh, the decisions of free agents going to be, you know, are different decisions this year with Rodgers still undecided? It's it's really no different than, you know, every year because, uh, you know, as you get into this time, there's just a lot of unknowns, you know. I mean, uh, you always have free agents you're trying to bring back. You don't know how that's going to go. Uh, and you got to kind of have, you know, plan B, plan C and those things. So uh, it's really no different. Plans, uh, it it garners a lot of attention because of the player, you know, uh, and his status, but uh, really no different. Well, remember at the beginning of the offseason when I found that graph of where teams currently sit with the salary cap and where they could potentially sit if they made all the possible moves to save them the most money to get under the cap? Yep. And it was like, okay, the Packers are 60 million dollars over the cap right now but if they made every single move here that was the best for them to get under the cap they could get to like 45 million Mm -hmm. i saw an update on that update and with the moves that they already made restructuring bakhtiari restructuring aaron jones restructuring kenny clark and and some of the other moves bringing players in currently i saw that if they do the max for salary cap saving money, they could still free up and have like thirty-five-ish million dollars yeah, to spend. Yeah, which that's still it's in the NFL right now. That's still some good players. It might not be your it's some good cheddar. Your A plus players like the Devonte Adams type, but it's good cheddar. But that would be like probably three A uh, B plus A minus type players. Yeah, and Rowdy, one thing before we hit break, and you're totally right. Uh, Brian Gutekunst, a different quarterback, not Kurt Benkert was asked about Jordan Love. What does Jordan Love need to do to show he is ready to be a starting quarterback? Yeah, I think the next step for Jordan is just to play. You know, he needs to play. He needs to get those preseason reps as much as he can. <laughs> I thought last spring uh, when, when Aaron was absent and he got all the one reps, he, he took a lot of growth. Um, and he just needs to continue to do that. Um, so, yeah, we're excited for his development. Um, but until these guys play, especially at that position, but really any position, until you get in real live uh, games and, and get that experience, I think it's tough to develop. He's got to play. I agree with uh, Goody to a point, but it is something to kind of chuckle at. I think he just got to play. Yeah, he has missed some time. I mean, he didn't have preseason, missed a lot of the training camps early in his first year. Second year, he missed, what, roughly half the preseason games because of a banged-up injury. Now, he did get a full camp, and he did get all that. Now, this year, he's going to get a full offseason. He's going to get a full training camp, and he's going to get a a full preseason unless he doesn't get hurt. I feel like... Time's ticking on Jordan Love. <laughs> time's been, time, yeah, time's, time's been time's ticking. ticking. Time's ticking. It's about time to show what you're worth or uh, move on. Yep. And Brian Gutekunst had to eat it. He's like, yeah, I traded up to get him. Ended up pissing off my quarterback to the tune of winning two MVPs. Like, if he was if he was like a third or fourth round draft pick and he was playing at this level and had as many opportunities as he had, one, they're probably dead set he's a backup. And two... There are no more opportunities. No. Oh, we got people all over the place. Oh, Marshfield Joe calling in, saying, "Hey, CBS News, it's nationwide." Like ZZ Top, man. I'm bad. I'm nationwide. Badgers all over with their win over Purdue. A lot better than the other news they're making nationally, right, Rowdy? They're uh, the Juwan Howard versus Joe Krabenhoff and Greg Gard spat. This this is a lot better. Of uh, of news, yeah. This hopefully has even things out. Hopefully, well, remember that was all Brad Davidson's fault for trying to sing varsity. <laughs> no, we're singing varsity. No, we're singing varsity. Yeah, it's funny. I saw an old clip. I said this around yesterday, Ben. I know you're still on vacay. I saw an old clip. It was from a couple of years ago. Tom Crean and John Calipari were shaking hands after a game. Uh, Kentucky had won. How many elbow touches? Seventeen. Wow. From just from Crean. <laughs> <laughs> That was like just, I don't know how Kalapari could stand after That's it. That's just a guy that loves to touch a weenus. <laughs> we, yeah, the weenus right here. Yeah. Part of the elbow. That, lo- that skin part. Uh, t- Crean That's was, right. Crean was all over the weenus. I can't believe Kalapari didn't like have him arrested on the spot. It was a brutal attack. It was vicious. So uh, where are we at right now? Is no, Madison, Wisconsin. I, I woke up and my brain is quickly trending towards... Now I think this team reaches the Elite Eight. I've been on the Elite Eight train. Rowdy, I've been on the Elite Eight train for a while. Have I not? Yeah, people started dipping into that Final Four. Well, once everyone kind of got on the Elite... I'm still 
Ronis sweet, sweet sixteen. 16. I'm you, there as well. You can't go wrong with a sweet sixteen reason uh, season. Now, no. If the 2014-15 Badgers team went to the sweet sixteen, I probably would still be pissed. Here's the thing, though: if the Badgers win outright when they beat when they beat Nebraska, speak it into existence on Sunday, that will be the first time since 2015, and that Badgers team who won the Big Ten outright went to the championship game. Yeah, so much has to go right, though. Correct. Like, but I, has it? can't you make the argument so much has been going right for the Badgers? Oh, everything has. 15-1 in games decided moving, by six points Moving or forward, like, Paulie goes, I guarantee you they won't win in the Big mm. Big Ten Conference Championship Tournament. <laughs> Guess what? I don't care. They're not suited to win in that type of a tournament. And the reason being is, look at the bench all year. They're playing, like, four guys max that are giving them some minutes. It's tough for them to go back to back days, especially when you're leaning on your starters playing that much. <laughs> that's why in the tournament, if they make a Sweet 16, I feel like that's a that's a good run. Can you do the poly voice it, again? <laughs> what? Can you do the poly voice? Why again? did he hear it? No, I just it was funny. Okay. Right. Juwan Howard was assaulted. <laughs> did you see how Greg Gard grabbed his elbow? <laughs> it was ridiculous. Did you did you know I've seen Michigan play in the national championship five times and they only won one and then I came back with the retort yeah I've watched Aaron Rodgers play in five NFC championship games and they won one and people criticize him they don't say he's good I think the best thing you had though is Wisconsin and Michigan have the most Michigan so much better look at the players that they recruit uh look at that such a better 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 program yep. uh, better players more history blah 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 and then i go did you know that they both have the same number of national titles <laughs> one Wisconsin. yeah well 1989 was sooner than 1941 <laughs> yeah but they still have it What's yeah it? but one, some two, people two, say two, that four, 1941 that was the greatest generation so i mean he's basically just making the case that Jawan <laughs> howard is a terrible coach because if michigan gets the better yeah. recruits michigan well, is, even was saying michigan's that. seventh in the big 10 well Jawan howard has his five-star recruits pressing down 15 with eight seconds left in the <laughs> uh, game carter higginbottom well now that the assistant coach is taking over lost his shoe. which i i had sources confirmed to me i and there's a lot of integrity in the wisconsin basketball love program, integrity right? love integrity a lot of integrity. integrity carter higginbottom was at class yesterday his what? Sor- sources confirmed to me that Carter Higginbottom went to class. Well, he's got to have a future in something. Right. Well, I know, but I... <laughs> ben, that's not, that's not like new. If you're sitting in the position that Carter Higginbottom finds himself very far at the end of the bench, that's a must that you have to go to class. He's a, if you I were cl- him, I wouldn't go hey, to class hey, that day. Hey, the closer you are to the court, no more the Higginbottom. less you have to go to class. He's a big U-Raw guy, okay? We, <laughs> he's crucial to the end of the bench. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, it is the pipeline from the North Pole. <laughs> Are you still in Florida, though, Troy? I am, and uh, I'm smiling. Before smiling I incriminate, before I incriminate myself or you, is your wife listening? Because yesterday was a tough scene for both of us. No, no, I, I, I didn't get on Twitch with her. Okay. Around, so she, I, I actually left to go to the airport and uh, had my phone going, so I was, I was all right. We got back. Okay, because I, I didn't mean to put you in the doghouse. No, no, not at all. Okay. She tried to... Right. I know she's a good woman, though. We love her. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm smiling, and it's not just because of the weather down here today. It was a Rowdy's so, Polly impersonation? Well, no. <laughs> no. Oh, it's uh, the Badgers. Yeah. Third guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the Badgers. So, what, a, what an exciting game. My God. And those last two shots, I said, no, no, no. Okay. Um, I, it's just unbelievable that I don't know what Johnny Davis was doing on that shot. And then Chucky... Somebody Oof. just sent me a text said, look at that replay again and see uh, Tyler Wall is wide open underneath the hoop. <laughs> oh, but I love so, the dramatics of it all, though, you know. I was, it was exciting. And it was, it, they actually had it on uh, Good Morning America this morning. It was that's, what, the uh, that's what the, uh, Joe called in from the Marshall area saying that. Yeah, the, and uh, Robin Roberts says, lucky Chucky. So, Here's um, Chucky. you know, yeah. it's, it was, it's pretty exciting. Hey, I, I just wanted to make one quick comment i think it was yesterday or the day before you guys were talking about who on the badger roster is uh going to be in the nba and pretty oh, much it was con- it consensus. Was but johnny davis but i think 
I think Carter is moving his way up. He might be a sleeper, and uh, I think I think the guy need, needs to get a little more. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got to work in his free throws a little bit, you know. Yeah, right, and and tying his shoes. So. <laughs> hey, hey, big integral part of the team. We got the Euro on the bench. We need hey, that. once you figure out how to get the shoes on, everything is just downhill on the court. Yep, yep, that's right. Hey, did you guys say earlier in the day that? There was people that didn't think this win was a big deal. Um, it, 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 not in this. Yeah, kind of. It was. It wasn't that big of a game. It, yeah, it was huge. It's one of the I mean, big, it one of the biggest, if not the biggest, moment in like Cole Center history. Besides history, right? No. And you know, the fans was, they looked like they did their part. That was awesome. They came through. And um, anyways, I, it was a very enjoyable night. And I'll have the anytime drink today to salute them. And Ooh, uh, delicious. Uh, all's good and. And, and tell Rody to keep up the Rody Ball Junior uh, talks because we got we, Troy, we have a promo here. with you running in it actually because we got <laughs> we got Russ and Rowdy Ball. That's right, and, <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I hope the Badgers can go a little bit longer here. Just I don't even want to talk about MLB and Rod. Rob or Rod Man doesn't matter. You know, you know his name. Oh, his, name his, his, his name is Dumb Ass. <laughs> okay, now I know what you're talking about. How, <laughs> how much money does that guy make? Oh, too much, the, too much, Troy. The NFL commissioner he said makes like 33 million, and like like Rowdy said earlier, he's doing a terrible job at negotiating something. Oh, 11 million per year! I oh my god, Troy, terrible. We gotta hit this break, brother. Much love. That's right. the worst deal hey. in baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. See you, you Troy. Have a great day and <laughs> See you, Troy. 